Welcome back to the scorers table. I'm William Robbins. I'm Julian McKee. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we start off this episode, I just want to thank everyone for their support, the comments, the messages. Uh, we got we got a few people subscribe. It, it's good. It's nice. We appreciate it. So yeah, we're we're already way further than we were before when we were starting out on SoundCloud <laughs> back in the day. So we're definitely so thank you to to everybody for the support. No matter if, even if you're in, even if you're a Bostonian. A true Bostonian, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm, I'm in Boston right now. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'll go to Northeastern University. I'm a music industry major. Will is still in New York at Pace. Yep. Even with all that, I'm still a uh, Celtics fan. You're a Nets fan. But Ugh. but no, right. we, 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 we sincerely appreciate all the support on the first episode. So we're excited to get started with another one. We, we got a good episode planned here. Most definitely. And we're going to definitely have some um, some guests in the future, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been an extremely eventful past few weeks in the NBA. It always is nowadays, especially this of course, time of year. Of but N- it, NBA it, is a uh, 12-month-a-year sport now. Thank God, man. Fuck the I NFL, man. Shout out to my man Colin Kaepernick. I'm still boycotting. I, I, I still watch. I still watch. I'll, I'll uh, admit. Uh, wow. Well, right. hey, your favorite player is a Trump supporter. I understand. Oh, my God. Okay. Well... Our first, <laughs> our, our first, our first topic here is what's going on in blank. So we, we've we've got a few teams picked out here that we want to talk about. So we're gonna start off first of all. What's going on in Minnesota, Julian? I, your, give me your Minnesota opinion right here. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in Minnesota right now. It's it's been a pretty crazy week with their firing of uh, Tom Thibodeau after a win, actually. Yeah, yep. a big win too against the Lakers. Definitely, Lonzo put up. Uh, he put up a goose egg in the scoring column, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Lonzo later. We'll but, get to Lonzo um, a little bit later. Oh, God. But um, anyway, um, the Timberwolves are at the definition of a crossroads right now because yep. I, I actually texted my man earlier in the week. Like, I'm not sure if I would want or not want this Minnesota job because they're def- they're in the they're the definition like I said it, of a team in transition. Yep. They they're a move away from being a a competent playoff team, I guess, a semi-competent they're, they're, playoff team. They're, they're a Jimmy Butler away from being a uh, competent <laughs> team. <laughs> no, but it's and, tough. I, although I will say I thought they got a good return for him. They did get a good return for him and now Jimmy Butler is on to Maybe destroying a third team in like three years. I don't know. That's, we'll, see, that's we'll, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about the Sixers next episode. Yeah, but, but um, they even though they didn't play Darius, they haven't the played Darius Sarr as much. I mean, he's. I I, I'm a fan of his. An attractive job. I think they're an attractive job. I mean, they got. I mean, they still got Carl Anthony Towns. He's one of the best young players in the league. They got. They still have. I mean, Derrick Rose is a potential sixth man of the year. Potential Spencer Dinwiddie is the sixth man of the year, but okay. I'm a tiny bit biased. But <laughs> and Andrew Wiggins still has a ton of potential. He just and for forty last night. It's easy, tough. and he had eighteen free throw attempts. I mean, the, all the talent is in the world is there for him. He just and that, and that'll be a big thing. Is can the can the next coach put that all together? Wiggins has put up literally the mirror image of his year last year, which was underwhelming. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. And, and Andrew Wiggins has somehow managed to get worse over the last couple of years. His his assists are down. Everything is down with him. He's just, I mean, Andrew Wiggins is the kind of player who's like 18 points, zero assists, zero rebounds, zero blocks, zero steals. And usually subpar efficiency. 
Yep, and not the best defense to to go with that. Shooting 34% from three this year. It's just the problem with the Timberwolves young stars is this. And I've been a Towns fan for a while. And he's been doing work lately, especially once the Timberwolves started putting him in more pick-and-roll situations instead of just having him stand at the three-point line. Yep. But I I don't see the killer instinct in him. No, no, neither do I. I, I'm not convinced Towns wants it. Yeah, and I thought I thought adding someone like Jimmy Butler would be good for them. I thought that would kind of mm-hmm. make it. I, I thought someone who's that competitive might actually be able to help him, but oh. it didn't really seem to happen. And I like. I mean, I like a lot of the guys in their roster. I think Jeff Teague is a. He's had a, he's had an underwhelming year, granted, but I think Jeff Teague is a solid point guard. Mm-hmm. I think Derrick Rose has had a great year. I don't think anyone saw that coming. A historic stats padding year, but he's had a good year. <laughs> I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> contract year, contract year, every, contract every, year. Every Derek every Rose. every year, every year is contract year for him now. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think I think Tyus three year contract. And I think Tyus like, Jones. Tyus Jones is a solid bench point guard. Yeah, I love Josh Okogi. I think he's mm-hmm. got potential. Definitely, if he gets a shot. And, and all right, ready for something that you're gonna think is controversial? Ask me which player in the Celtics. 76ers playoff series last year, I was most afraid of on the Sixers. Marco Bellinelli? Ha, no. <laughs> Dario Saric. Oh, ooh, I ooh. stand by that I was more afraid of Dario Saric than any other player on that roster. Mm. Now, he's straight up there. He has the tools. It's there. He's a solid passer. He's got, he, he's got a little bit of that European passing in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not really getting that many assists, but he can pass if he's given the ball. He's a solid three-point shooter. He he's strong. He can rebound. He gets into the paint. I think that him and Carl Anthony Towns is a solid four-five combination. Definitely. And Rocco's been doing work too this year. Yeah, people have been, been sleeping on him. He's been he's been good. I mean, he's a, he's averaging fifteen points a game so far on the Timberwolves. He's he's. I mean, he's the he's the perfect Tom Thibodeau player. Granted, Tibbs isn't there anymore, Seriously. but seriously, and but, he's. Uh, and his contract is still a little bit dicey, as is uh, as is a bunch of players on the Timberwolves roster. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but um, like Covington's a nice long term piece. He's he's also pretty he young is. too. He is Covington he's old. Covington yeah. is the kind of guy who you want on your team. You want him starting on your team if he's the fourth or fifth option. He's the perfect fourth or fifth option. Yeah, he's the perfect fourth or fifth option. He's he's the epitome of the. He he might be one of the best three and D players in the league. Yep. Uh. But the roster isn't the best, granted. They don't yeah. have a lot of bench talent. They don't have, and, and like you said before, they don't have really have that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's why I think that their next coaching hire is so important. Because if this coach screws up Carl Anthony Towns and they can't get the most that they can out of him, <sighs> then, and then, they're, then, they're, then they're losing one of the best players in the league. And if you're a franchise like Minnesota, who isn't going to get marquee free agents, they're just no. not. You have to draft well and then sign draft. your guys. You have to take care of your guys. And they've and done half them. of it. They drafted him. They've signed him. Now they just have to get get the most out of him. Yes. And this is what this is the type of player this franchise was waiting for for a very long time. You cannot yep. waste this opportunity. Straight up, dead ass. No other way to put it. I they agree. Need to cash, they need to cash in now. Even though I think that actually – my take on this situation is that they should actually take the rest of this, the rest of this year, 
to to reset a little bit. Just okay. To reset because they have a bunch of veteran players who don't realistically like fit the timeline of yep. towns, and you can get. I I really think you can get an asset for a Taj Gibson, a Derrick Rose. Probably Even, a Taj I, I don't Gibson. know about a different situation. I, I, I mean, I mean, Taj Gibson's getting paid a lot of money, and I I just the problem is Taj Gibson and Gordy Jang are two uh, solid power forwards. They're both just getting paid way too much money. They're guys you want on your team, just not for that much. Yeah, so they're 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 guys <laughs> who it's like if they're like the ninth, tenth man off the bench, you're like, oh, cool, we got Tosh Gibson coming off the mm-hmm. bench. But when Tosh Gibson's your starter and he's, I don't know, I'm just not really feeling it. I mean, Tosh Gibson, Tosh Gibson has started 40 games this year. I don't know if I need to tell you this, Julian, but it's 2019. <laughs> I don't he's think Tosh Gibson. Like he's not terrible. No, no. I mean, he 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 was never a good three point shooter, but he's become capable of taking one a game. I guess I don't know. You know what's an underrated fact? Tosh Gibson's originally from Brooklyn. I don't I don't think you knew that. I did not know that actually. Yeah, shout out to Brooklyn real quick. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take any opportunity you can. <laughs> but he's in his contract year, and I do believe though it is possible for them to flip him because. Expiring. A, because he's expiring, but B, his contract fits perfectly with one Mr. Brandon Knight. Mm -hmm. I think that that could be a realistic upgrade for the Rockets, especially when you have the Timberwolves getting really old. He's really old at this point. Why would the Timberwolves do that, though? Because I think the Rockets wouldn't, that Daryl Morey would not be opposed to throwing them a, a low level asset or a, maybe a Isaiah Hartenstein, who actually I'm a big fan of, who's one of the hey, more slept on 15 maybe. men in the league. Like, he's, he's yeah. actually got real potential, even though he's still like 19, 20. Yeah, um, you, I think you just, if you're the Timberwolves, you just take a, a swing for the fences with a player like that. Yeah. Or, um, there's, there's no way they can pry away like Daniel House or, or a legitimate nah, nah, young nah. player. There's no Houston way. Houston loves Daniel House, and I don't blame him. Uh, I, I, Daniel House you is know, fantastic. Do you, know, do you know who Daniel House would fit perfectly on? Mm-hmm. The Warriors. Who cut him? Do you know who cut Daniel House? <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors. Yep. yep. Oh, the, Warriors, God. the Warriors are one of those uh, teams that they, they've cut quite a few good players before That's they became good. That was three years ago that when Daniel House would be on the Warriors. Three What's years that? ago, would not have cut him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not completely... I don't want to question Bob Myers, but what was a team with such a deep bench and with such deep prospects, they, they've, missed, they've missed a bit recent years. They just simply Yeah, they've, they've, they've whiffed in the draft a few times. But going back, going back to Minnesota... Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to them potentially hiring Ryan Saunders. Why no, not? Okay. He's, he's coached one game so far. Mm-hmm. And it was a very exciting win over the Thunder. The players celebrated. The, they, 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 they sprayed him in the, uh, in the locker room. They were excited for him. <laughs> I mean, I, I think maybe some of it was just like, yes, we're, we're it was like a mass prison break. <laughs> no more Thibodeau. No more. No more crazy practices. I think, yes. I think, yes. I, I think a little bit of it too, though, was uh, was was still for Flip Saunders. It's because it's uh, it's his son, and Flip was such a huge part of the Timberwolves for many exactly. years. And Ryan Saunders is no slouch in, slouch himself. No, he's I mean, he's they, a solid coach. He's 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 only thirty two years old. He's so he's super boy. young. 
This yep. would make him this would make him by far the youngest coach in the league. I don't I'm not opposed to them I, I and, and I want to give it more than one game. Yes. And I'm very hesitant to do the whole well, the players love him, so they should sign him kind of thing. That didn't work out with uh, with Phoenix and uh, Earl Watson. Or Rex Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would like to see them give him a legitimate chance to earn that coaching job. Yes, and when you look at the Timberwolves in the past, well, something that's plagued their franchise is overthinking. Yeah, not moving, moving Kevin Love at not the best time. Yep, getting a poor and getting getting Anthony Bennett for him. Yeah, um, and Andrew and, Wiggins, but and just <laughs> and just getting and there's so many this moves is, in the past this, that this, this is something that I had said to you the other day. If mm-hmm. you take names out of the uh, Kevin Love Andrew Wiggins trade, mm-hmm. it's so funny that Cleveland won that trade. Because if you think yep. about the fact, like, if you get rid of names of Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, and Kevin Love, and you just say, the Minnesota Timberwolves got two straight number one picks in the draft for a guy who, at that point, was an empty stats, bad team player. Mm-hmm. And, like, would you believe that Cleveland won that trade? Sounds like a Danny Ainge trade. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's not like the kind of trade Danny Ainge makes, and people are like, how the hell did he get two firsts for him? It's, it's the kind of trade Billy King makes, more correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Speaking of Danny Ainge, the next team you want to get to is the Boston Celtics. So, what's going on in Boston? So, real quick, I just want to give my man Will the floor for a second, just to dish on one of... I was going to say controversial, but that's not the the correct word to use in this situation. Terry Rozier, Will. Tell me what you think. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier and I, for four years, (laughs) have a very love-hate relationship. And by love-hate, I mean a lot more hate. Terry Rozier. now, Now, this may actually surprise you. I don't want them to trade him. And and there's only one reason why. Terry Rozier has the potential to get hot and swing a playoff game. Mm. That's it. That's the only reason why I want to keep him. The problem is, up to this point in his career, it's been only has the potential to get hot. This year, Terry Rozier is shooting 39% from the field, 35% from three points. So so the three points not bad, and he's averaging nine points a game in 23 minutes. So the stats aren't terrible, but if you watch Terry Rozier play, I swear to God, he's trying to give me a heart attack. (laughs) The amount of times that Terry Rozier loses his man on defense, gets beaten back door, has a foul at the worst possible time, takes a three-pointer and pulling up, pulling up for a three-pointer with 21 seconds left on the shot clock, 18 seconds left on the shot clock. The amount of times he's done that this year, I swear to God, makes me want to pull my hair out. Mm-hmm. He, Terry Rozier is trying to fit 38 minutes a game's worth of shot attempts in 23 minutes a game. Because in his mind, he believes that in order for him to get paid, he has to score a lot. And I don't think he's right. I think that in order, and it's and it's kind of awkward in terms of Terry Rozier and the Celtics because I feel like everyone and their mom knows that the Celtics are not keeping Terry Rozier next year. Mm-hmm. They they just they're going to have to choose between Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier, and I'm going to 
of telling you straight up they're gonna change <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Yeah, remember when that was like an ESPN talk show subject oh, last summer? <laughs> I don't think anyone smart actually bought into any of that, but but no, Terry Rogier is not the kind of player you can throw some plump some players just play better as a starter than a bench player. There's no rhyme or reason. They just like they they like to ease into the game as opposed to being thrown in. Terry Rozier is one of those guys. When Terry Rozier starts, he has a completely different attitude than when he comes off the bench. I saw a joke online the other day that someone needs to tell Terry Rozier that the game starts at 7.43, not 7.30. <laughs> and, and they're right. And they're right. But, but enough about Terry Rozier. He's, he's, been, he's been up and down. I want them to keep him because I think he has the potential to swing a playoff game. But I just... I don't know. He he drives me crazy with some of his shots and, and, and the way he plays defense. But the reason I want to talk about the Celtics is because people, especially talk show kind of people, want to talk about how the Celtics have been such a big disappointment this year. Yes. And my to pick extent, to win it all. You guys were my pick to win it all this year. And they're, and they're still my pick to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to beat Golden State, but they're, they're still my pick to go to the finals. But... I think that they have not been as disappointing as people think. They were integrating two all-stars into their roster. And people are going to be like, well, Gordon Gordon Hayward's hardly even an all-star. He's uh, whatever and blah, blah, blah. Those people don't watch basketball. They didn't watch him in Utah. I I, I mean now. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is not an all-star right now. Gordon Gordon Hayward has had a rough year so far. But that was all to be expected. I don't know who was expecting Gordon Hayward to come back and not be exactly how he is. I have not watched a single minute of Celtics this year and been like, wow, Gordon Hayward is disappointing me. He's exactly how I thought he was going to be. 30 points one game, four points the next game. Mm-hmm. He's, he hasn't played basketball in over a year. Give the man a break. Also, did Julian, did you know that Gordon Hayward had a second surgery over the summer? Oh, really? Yeah, no one talks about that. Gordon Hayward had a cleanup surgery over the summer because he had a few more issues in his ankle. Yeah, that's crazy. So Gordon Hayward was expecting to start basketball stuff around like June. He didn't end up starting basketball stuff till the end of August. Mm. Wow. No one no one talks about that kind of stuff. It drives me crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I I, I give I give Gordon Hayward the benefit of the doubt. I still think that come the playoff time he'll be fine. I don't even expect him to start looking like Gordon Hayward until March, but he has put a stretch of games together over the last few games that have been good. He had about like 34 points against the Timberwolves. Follow that up with a near triple double. Follow that up with 14 points the next game. So he's starting to build games off of one another, but to expect him to. I don't know. I just I thought he's been fine this year. And same with Jalen Brown. People were freaking out about Jalen Brown after 15 games. No he's one had a to... fantastic past seven, eight games or so. He's no been one, really no good. Talk about over the fact that over the ni- last 19 games, he's been close to 16 points a game, f- almost 47 percent shooting, 41 percent from three point. Mm-hmm. All of this with a cast on his right hand because he can't really bend his wrist right now. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I just I don't I- I- explain to me. 
explain to me what people are freaking out about the Celtics. I mean, just a few nights ago, he put up, Jalen put up 30 points in 31 minutes, 10 of 15 shooting, yep. 3 of 5 for, from 3, with 4 rebounds, 2 yep. assists, and 2 blocks. Plus, plus, Aaron Baines has missed about 20 games this year with a broken hand. I just, I don't, I'm not panicking. I don't think other people should. I don't think people ever should have. We were, we were 10 and 10 for, for a hot minute, and people were, people were freaking out. Here's what I, I have to ask you. Do you think the Celtics do have to make one little trade or if they should just hold on to everybody? Hold on to everybody. Everybody. Every single person. And you know why? Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I, kn- I know people don't like to talk about how 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 you should how you should go for now and not wait and stuff like that. But seriously, we're talking about the second second third best player in the league right here. Mm-hmm. If there's it's worth, even it's worth a, a fraction of a chance that you can get Anthony Davis, because seriously, what team is going to offer a better package than the Celtics for Anthony Davis? It's it's not close. It's not close. Maybe maybe, maybe the Sixers decide to offer Ben Simmons. Only only if that happens. But other only than that, that other than that, no team is outbidding the Celtics for the Celtics for Anthony Davis. And and I don't know why people are talking about Jason Tatum being off the table either. I think every single person except Kyrie Irving is off the table for or is is on the table for Anthony Davis. <laughs> Did, didn't Tatum just say the other day that yeah, he would, he Tatum, would trade himself? <laughs> Tatum said the other day, "Hell, I trade myself for Anthony Davis." Good for him, man. I, I respect him. part of the joke, but <laughs> but seriously, if the Pelicans called right now and said, "I want Jason Tatum," Al, I mean, obviously we can't do it now because of the Rose Rule with Kyrie Irving, and we have to mm-hmm. wait till the summer. But if they were like, "Hey, I want Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and a, and one or two first round picks for Anthony Davis," done. You drive him to the airport? I will like a- drive every single one of those people for, to the airport if Anthony Davis says he'll, he'll consider resigning. If he's that's not resigning, Uber. then I'm not doing it. But Yo, That's a crazy Uber pool charge, man. Seriously. And you know what? I'll do it on my dime. <laughs> but honestly, if the Celtics had right, – right now, right now the Celtics are 24 and 15. If we were 27 and 12, Kyrie Irving would be second in the league for MVP. And honestly, the Celtics not even having the, the best of the best seeds isn't the, isn't the end of the world at all. They're past no, the, no. I mean, seriously, I don't care for the third or fourth seed. You really think we're going to lose to Indiana in the playoffs? Like no, seriously, you think, we're, you think we're going to lose to Milwaukee? We beat Milwaukee last year without Kyrie Irving. Okay, Milwaukee has a. Okay, here's the thing with Milwaukee. They do have a trade to make. They I, can make a trade. I think that Milwaukee is a player for Beal. I could see that happening. Yep. I could really see that happening. And if Not Milwaukee gets Beal, I I would say I think they could beat Toronto. Yep. And by extension, they have a shot. They have I if Milwaukee can get Beal, I put them on an equal plane with the Celtics. But yeah. Milwaukee as they are right now, I would give the Celtics edge in seven. I'd give it to the Celtics in I seven. Agree. I agree. As much and, as I, and, and I think, and I think you gotta you gotta look positionally. I mean, Kyrie better than Bledsoe, um, Marcus Smart worse than Chris Middleton. Obviously, Giannis better than uh, Hayward. But then the rest of it, the Celtics are much better at every position and coach and bench. However, I will, one of the interesting things about uh, the, the Bucks this year is I'm I've been feeling so good about myself ever since July because okay. I told every. Fucking 
person I knew. Yep. I was like, bro, Brooke Lopez, $3 million. Oh, I, thought, I thought that was crazy. Brooke I Lopez, thought $3 million is insane. And this is actually going to lead us into our next team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Incredible signing. So what's That's going on in Los Angeles? I'll tell you what's going on in Los Angeles. They chose JaVale McGee over Brooke Lopez. JaVale McGee. That's what's going on in Los Angeles. <laughs> and they chose KCP over Joe Harris. Even though Joe Harris kind of chose the Nets over there. Uh, yeah. It, but, like, now, KCP's contract is outrageous, and he should give Rich Paul a raise. Anyway. Yeah. Now, now, the, now the, the Lakers are currently 22-19. and 19. They've lost like eight out of their last nine that LeBron's been out of the lineup. He's still he missing. Expected. He's still missing about another week. Also, you want you want to talk about an MVP case. That's your MVP case right there. Yeah, my team literally doesn't win with that without me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my team has no chance without me. And LeBron's done what he's he's been LeBron this year. 27, saw, eight, seven. Just, yep, that's LeBron. Yep, Easy. Yep. Yep, any other player puts that up, they're the automatic MVP. LeBron puts that up, it's like, why isn't he getting 30? And he's literally just been sleepwalking this entire yep. year. He's not think, even in go mode yet. That's I think the, that's I the think, incredible thing. I think Luke Walton has been pretty good so far this year. I thought I thought he'd be he'd be bad. He seems to be doing pretty well. I don't think yeah. he's getting fired. I always like Luke Walton. I like Luke Walton too. Yeah. And the thing with the Lakers, though, is they I think they do have a trade to make. I've been seeing a lot of people lately talking about that the Lakers should just hold on to everybody for next year. Yep. And I was on that side. But as we'll be getting to later, I do think they do have a trade to make. Yep. And Brandon Ingram would be the person that I'd put out there just because he's best with the ball in his hands. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram has now. Now, I say this acknowledging that he's averaging 17 points a game this year. Okay. He's been he's solid. Been, he's been a little bit of a disappointment, right? Eh, he's just kind of been, he, he's, he's on a plateau, I would say. Yeah. He hasn't really gotten better or worse. He's just... He just seems to be Brandon Ingram. Yes. I agree with that. And to I, talk about someone, we were talking about Andrew Wiggins earlier. There's, Ingram doesn't have as much potential as Wiggins, but he's, he's got a ton. He does have a ton. There were a lot of KD comparisons yeah. before the which which were crazy, the draft, which, were which were crazy, insane. But Ingram has the tools, the body, all that stuff to be yeah. a, a number one scorer. He what does. A, yeah, uh, not number two. He can be a number one scorer. I really believe that. The problem is he plays kind of like a six ten shooting guard. Yeah, which just doesn't even in the three point uh, culture a, of the a NBA six, a doesn't really work. Shooting guard who doesn't even shoot thirty percent from three point. Yeah, and that and that's a problem. That's a <laughs> <laughs> especially when you have like a Josh Hart on your team. That that's a problem. Yeah, Ingram's not a bad player. He just he, he also just team, doesn't really fit with this team. He just doesn't. There's it's it's just a weird it's it's just a weird fit. Because it's like day. you'd you'd rather have the ball in LeBron, Rondo, or Lonzo's hands. Yes, to I mean, make Kuzma. a play. Kuzma has had a really good year this. No, year. no, I'm, ta- I'm talking. I'm talking about to make a play. Yes, and so, and that's and that's kind of where Ingram is best is with the ball in his hand. So he's he's tough to to kind of figure out a place on that team. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna talk about the reason why I think that the Lakers and 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 this is also I think the Lakers right now are my Western Conference Finals pick. They are. Yeah, right I, now. I, I would agree with that. I would agree I with think, that. I don't I know think, why I said that in a quizzical fashion. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be Golden State Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. 
But Lonzo Ball, second pick in the draft last year, and everyone's got a Lonzo Ball take. Everyone, people are obsessed with Lonzo Ball. They are the Kardashians of the NBA. That's about I, right. I am not a Lonzo Ball fan. And it's not because of Lonzo Ball, it's because of his dad. I don't like his dad. I don't like his brothers. Just, uh, why uh. do I care? Why do I care that LaMelo Ball <laughs> had a dunk in a high school basketball game? Don't I don't think, show me that. I don't care. I think you just might be on social media too much. <laughs> <laughs> But Yo, I did on Snapchat definitely has to deal with like the ball family. That's a thing. The other day I saw a thing. It, it was like it was like watch Lavar hit four threes in a row. I was like, <laughs> why would I watch that? Why on earth do I care about Lavar Ball hitting four three pointers in a row? You know what? Because he might be able to beat Michael Jordan one on one. That's why. Uh, well, anyway, we're not. I'm not even going into this. <laughs> now this is why. Okay, I'm gonna read you. Lonzo Ball's stats this year. 40% right. shooting. Okay. 33% from three-point. Eh, better than last year? Yep, yep. Uh, 41% from the free-throw line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Five assists, three turnovers, nine points. Okay. I'm actually, okay, I used to be a Lonzo Ball, a bit of a hater in the past. I wasn't a hater. I just looked at his life with amusement as mm-hmm. his, his three, as his, as uh, LeVar was, you know, doing his thing when he was in the public eye last year. They must have, yeah. I think the, the, the Lakers must have locked him in like some like Hannibal Lecter style, <laughs> like a glass facade. Yep. <laughs> Somewhere in like Henderson, Nevada or something this year, I think. Anyway. <laughs> I've actually become a Lonzo fan over the past, and I don't understand why so many people are Lonzo detractors of his game right now. The guy's, first of all, he's 21, and he's actually been doing work lately. He still has these weird games, like I, I said it earlier against the Timberwolves, where he, he just did not show up offensively, 0-4, of 0-2, complete goose egg, like, he, he, where he contributed nothing on offense. Yep. But just last night, 4 of 8 from 3. 8 of 15, 21 points against the Timberwolves, yep. 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. When yep. he's at his best, he looks oh, he, he has potential. Fantastic all-around Jason Kidd-esque point guard. He has potential. I just don't know if he's really if he's going to live up to it. I think he's he really struggling to shoot though for the most part. He was uh, and, 7 from 3 against the Knicks a few nights ago. But the other thing is People want to talk a lot about how Lonzo Ball is a really good defender. He and is a pretty good defender. He, he has a lot of defensive potential. I'm going to acknowledge that right now. He's got long arms. He's pretty good at reading the passing lane, getting his hands in and getting deflections and steals. Yeah. The problem is Lonzo Ball is not that good at defending pick and rolls. He gets beat back door a lot. And I think no getting no getting beat back door is just an effort thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just stupid. <laughs> uh, I like there's just some players who are literally just defensively bad. Like I'm okay. Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm not actually a music industry major. I'm technically a journalism major with a minor in music industry because I okay. knew I couldn't major in music industry because I'm trash at math. I'm in dumpster juice. 
hot garbage <laughs> for, at math at the, from from my life eternity. Okay. And in order to be a music industry manager, accounting is required. Oh yeah, I, I'm taking that, accounting. I, I was I was like, fuck no, there's there's no way in hell. I took a class called mathematical thinking, which I thought was gonna be completely bullshit my freshman year. I got like mm-hmm. a, a sixty on the fucking final. Like it, it was terrible. Like <laughs> I got like a seventy eight, I think overall. But like, bro, yeah. it was a, it was a mess. Anyway, I'm just bad at math. Maybe Lonzo Ball just his his defensive IQ is just not there. Maybe that's <laughs> a, my math IQ ain't there. Maybe when, Lon- well, when Lonzo when Lonzo is playing one on one defense, he's very good. He's very yes. good at one on one defense. He's not. He's, he's just not a very best good defensive rating for any point guard last year. Yeah, he's just not a very good team defender. But that's all stuff that can be improved. That can it, definitely it, be improved. It is, but LeBron. How old is LeBron? Like 34, 35? I don't even remember off the top of my head. He's around right there. But is LeBron going to want to be that patient? Well, didn't LeBron go to a young team? Like, he knew he was... He went, so LeBron, 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 LeBron went to, went to LA and was like, okay, go to LA. He knew what he was getting himself into. LeBron went not. to a team with lots of trade assets. LeBron did not go to, did not go to play with young people. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced... LeBron couldn't have thought that Magic Johnson was a genius and was going to miraculously turn Lonzo Ball into Jimmy Butler. Like, that wasn't going to happen. He's not been a genius at all. Like, and, and though Magic, even though the Lakers have actually drafted pretty damn well recently, as far as a Kuzma, who, who was a late first rounder, and a Josh yep. Hart. And even I'm a fan of a Svi. I don't, I don't know how yeah. the hell. Yeah. Mick, 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 yep and i actually like i think moritz wagner has some potential too ivica zubak has even been productive this year yeah yeah, i mean he's been he's been been good yes he's been good and they've done well drafting but god like actually javel's year has been he's been statistically decent he's put up like 11 and 7 but just, just his moments of incompetence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who, who do you, who do you want on the court in the final minute? Javale McGee or Tyson Chandler? Exactly. And again, it's 2019. Yes. Should you want Tyson Chandler on the court for you in 2019? Uh, uh, um, I'm good. Thanks for the offer. Put up seven boards a game, I guess, which isn't bad, but like yeah. he's in his seventeenth year. Like people forget. I can't believe that. I saw that and I was shocked. I doesn't it, even. It doesn't feel like he's been in the league that long. Well, he came in. He was drafted by the Bulls out of high school. He was yep. one of the final. Like uh, he was in the Eddie Curry kind yep. of class, I think he might have been. I, I forget. I forget which year time. he was, but yeah, the same time. But, but he was, um, yeah, he was. He was a Bulls draft pick. Yep. But um. But anyway, this this Lakers team definitely has has room for a trade. Yeah, and that leads us to our next segment. Yep. Because I I want you to go first. Well, okay. Uh, both of so, us so, are so truly... <laughs> Both of us are gonna break down a trade that we think is I'm not, I'm not gonna say is a must, but yeah, we're, we should, we've, should we've each prepared one trade or or not not even prepared. We've each we've each just come forward with one trade that we each want to talk about. To kind of discuss why it works for each team, blah, blah, blah. So, my first trade. And this is one that I've seen circling a lot online, and I cannot think of a reason why it shouldn't happen. Dennis Smith Jr. 
and Wesley Matthews from Dallas to the Knicks for Frank Nielakina and Tim Hardaway Jr. Say that again. Smith and Matthews for Nielakina and THJ? That's it? Yep. Huh. It works money-wise. The um the Knicks get the Knicks get the point guard they probably should have taken in the draft, mm-hmm. and and the Mavericks get a point guard that fits better or a player that fits better alongside Luca. And the Knicks get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, which it's allows them to. to now have max cap space for next summer. Mm-hmm. Gets back Wesley Matthews, who's an expiring. And for Dallas, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a massive upgrade from Wesley Matthews in their starting shooting guard spot. Definitely. That, that, that trade makes a hell of a lot of sense. I can't lie. That, that trade makes a hell of I a lot of sense. I can't think of a single reason why both teams shouldn't be calling each other right now over this. Especially when you look at the, the Mavericks. And even though it's a team that you can make the case that maybe they should not be – they should not really aim for the playoffs this year just because – they're, they're only like a few teams from the bottom of the West just because of how jam-packed that mid-tier is. They could actually get a pretty good – they could probably get something decent in the draft. Well, they don't have but, their draft pack. But – oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Atlanta Atlanta has Dallas's draft pick as part ooh, of the Trey Young, Luka Doncic trade. Ooh, so then so they, yeah, got, they, got, they got no incentive to tank. Anyway, yes, it really does – making the playoffs this year just makes sense. Even if they get blown out in the first rounds, even mm-hmm. if not, just let Doncic get that experience. And yep. the Mavericks have honestly looked better even with Jalen Brunson running, yeah. uh, running next to Luka than DSJ. The reason, the reason why I think this has to happen, Dennis Smith Jr. is – I think has potential to be a solid – Solid point guard. I don't. He's. I don't see star potential with him, but I think he has potential to be a solid point guard. I see Steve Francis, but but he's a very ball dominant point guard. Yes. And why would you want the ball in his hand over Luca's? Yes. You shouldn't. And, and also, if you're the Knicks, this this gives you something. I'm I'm actually thinking more. Not even just how he fits on their team right now, which doesn't even matter because their team is really just. Yeah. A, Kind of a free for all without well, right now. Right now, right now, Tim Hardaway Jr. this year is averaging 20 points a game on 40% shooting, uh, 35% from three point, and fifth and sorry, 86% from the foul line. And that's with Tim Hardaway Jr. being the number one scoring option on an NBA team, which you should Ooh, not be. That, that, that should not be. And, but and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is certainly an upgrade over Wesley Matthews. Yes, very and, old and washed up Wesley Matthews. That is. Yeah, and 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 Tim Hardaway Jr. His contract expires um, not ne- not this year, next year. Mm-hmm. So it gives it gives them one more year. If they if they don't want him after this year, trade him. He's an expiring contract. A team a team will take him because he's not a bad player at all. Not at all. He's a great heat check guy. If he was if he was getting paid. Half of what he's was getting paid, the Knicks could probably get a first round pick for him. But he's getting paid a lot of money. Yes. So this year, Dennis Smith Jr. is averaging uh, 13 points a game, 43% shooting, uh, 38% from three point, which not are bad. solid numbers. Not at all. But he's not Definitely a very any. good defender. <laughs> And loves to have the ball in his hand. Yes. And with the amount of times he has the ball in his hand, he's averaging four assists a game. Yes. 
And if you're the Knicks, I think the great thing about having a Dennis Smith on your team is that just because he is something you can sell, you can sell not sell your fan base on, but you can get some more ticket sales. Like, yeah. in in the words of to to a smaller level, but I'm gonna do my Stephen not, not Stephen A. Smith impression, but oh, close. God. Like, Dennis, oh, Dennis Smith Jr. is box office. He is box office. <laughs> his, his dunking is at least. <laughs> he is. He is. And he's Dennis, actually something Dennis that Smith you can. Is an exciting player. I don't know. I'd rather sell a, a potential free agent on playing with Dennis Smith than Tim Hardaway. But I, I think that that makes a little more sense. And hypothetically, Smith and Porzingis, they could, they could be something if Porzingis ends up being a Nick after this year. I agree. And and Frank Nilakina for the Knicks is completely buried on their bench. He gets he gets a lot of DNPs. Yes. I again I'd rather if I was the Mavericks, I'd rather have Nilakina than Smith. Now, th- now I'm gonna tell you something that might shock you here. All right. Luka Doncic's usage percentage is twenty seven percent. Okay, I don't know anything what usage percentage means. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, usage usage percentage, usage percentage means like how uh, how much time they spend on the court with the ball in their hand. All right, so what's a good usage percentage? Lucas, Lucas is about. Well, <laughs> it, it it depends on how good the player is. So Luka Doncic is a superstar caliber player. He should right. have the ball more often. Yes. Dennis Smith Jr. should probably not have the ball that much. Yes. Yet his usage percentage is 23%. That means that Luca only has the ball 5% of the time more than him. That's not good. That's not how it should be. (laughs) That's that's not good. (laughs) Anyway. So this is that, that that's my trade that I think makes major sense for both sides. I think both teams should be calling each other right now, getting it done. You don't even have to credit me. Just get it done. And we'll, we'll call it a day. I agree with that. Also with Neil Akina, he's a, he's a player that I could see him kind of having a, a Noah Vonley ish career because he came yep. into the league so raw. And, and if you're a Knicks fan, well, he's already, he's already one of the top perimeter defenders in the league. Exactly. Knicks fans should be happy about that. Instead of being mad, uh, we, we passed up Donovan Mitchell and Smith for, for this guy. Like, yeah. he, he's like 21, barely. I mean, he's like, got a lot of potential, and his, his shooting has been better, and he, he's uh-huh. just getting a lot of DNPs, and I'd rather have him next to Doncic than, than Dennis Smith Jr. And Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr. might end up being the better player. He probably will end up being the better player. Mm. But next to Luka Doncic... Everything the Mavericks have to are doing now and should continue to do has to be centered around Luka Doncic yes. because he is the future of their. He is not only is the future; he's the present of their team, and he's he's a future MVP winner. Everything <laughs> they do needs to be built completely around him. Thanks to three dumb general managers who who didn't all make terrible decisions, but made no. I think I think I think Phoenix was defensible. Phoenix oh. was defensible. Like Sacramento was uh, was not was not. not not completely. Atlanta isn't completely, but I can understand at least what Atlanta was thinking. I can understand yeah. it. Yeah, and 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 they also did get a draft pick back, so I understand yeah. why they wanted to do that. Yes, but all right, let's. let's Luca's let's, your franchise. He's Luka, your franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with Luca. I think he's going to be a future MVP winner. Yep. I think everything they do needs to be centered entirely around him. Julian, yeah. what is your trade? All right, let's take it back to La La Land real quick. So there may be a pick involved in this. I'm not completely sure yet, but something around these five players 
makes sense cap wise, throwing maybe another one million dollar contract on each side. Yep. Uh, my mom's texting me. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, let's the Orlando Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers. Two okay. teams that have have a trade to make. The, the Magic have have maybe two or three trades to make, honestly, yep, because yep. Aaron Gordon just I it, it just I don't know if Aaron Gordon doesn't fit on the Magic or the Magic don't fit with Aaron Gordon, but Why whatever. Not both? Anyway, the Magic definitely have a trade to make. So and and also the Magic are are definitely also looking for their franchise player. I don't know if this trade actually makes it's not a good fit with Aaron Gordon, but I think this is a get the talent now, see what happens later. Okay. Anyway, let's hear Lakers it. Lakers give up Brandon Ingram, KCP, and Ivica Zubox. Okay. Magic give up Jonathan Isaac, Nikola Vucevic. Lakers maybe add in a pick. Okay. I could see the the magic even throwing in like a like something. I'm not sure how it's going to work pick think, wise, but I, but talent wise, what do you think of this? See, talent wise, it it okay. Vucevic is playing at an all star level this year. Yes, and he's the perfect guy for the Lakers to compensate for their brick for their Brook Lopez mishap. He's the perfect guy to to. You don't have to play JaVale anymore. You can just play Vucevic and Chandler. Yeah. Vucevic elevates the Lakers but big that, time. But that being said, I'm not sure I would give up Brandon Ingram if I'm the Lakers for anything that's not, at least right now, in the same way that I don't think the Celtics should be giving up a lot of their players. I don't think the Lakers should be either. If Anthony freaking Davis is available... You have you have to go all out for him, but in this trade, I'm thinking also long term. If the Lakers could get some with, with the Lakers getting someone in this deal like Jonathan Isaac, who I'm still very high on, who's still I think incredibly Isaac young, is a great player. Yeah, who has insane defensive potential, who has three point potential, who's shown yep. flashes. He's and long. Still just so He's long. Young. He's get steals, get blocks. Long. He could be one of the best defenders in the league easily. And he like he he has he has all star potential straight up easily. He has an incredibly amount, a huge amount of potential, and putting that someone on a team with a LeBron to mentor some, yep. and and getting a potential just defensive lockdown guy yep. on a roster with defensive talent already, I, I I think this could be a real great just look into the future for the Lakers. Yeah, I think that Jonathan Isaac is a, is going to be a great player, but I just I think in order if you're going to give up Brandon Ingram, you have to get a star right now. Uh, I think I think I think I think that I think that has to be how it is for them. What about his fit on the team? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, again, we're talking about Anthony Davis. (sighs) I I know, I know, it's tough. I don't, I don't completely. uh, I don't know if no, no, no. The Anthony Davis thing Vucevic, is so hard to predict just Vucevic because of... <laughs> isn't expiring after this year. Yes. But Jonathan Isaac, after this year, six million next year, seven million the year after that, ten million the year after that. Oh, he's got a good agent. Well, uh, that's just the rookie scale contract. <laughs> oh, that's really? just the rookie scale ah, contract. He was gonna banea them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um I just I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure that you want to tie up your. Uh, I'm not sure you want to tie up your cap. But here's the thing: if you're the Lakers, you can also you also get rid of KCP in this deal, which is nice. Even though he's expiring, getting rid of him would be nice. That also frees up minutes for a Josh Hart. Yeah. Also nice, and I think the Lakers. I'm also making saying this when I think the Lakers could shooters aren't as hard to find as as people think. I think. Just because when you have like a Troy Daniels who's like buried on the on the on the just rubble of whatever the Phoenix Suns benches, he forty percent at least forty percent I believe um, yep. career point shooter. How how hard is Troy Daniels to get? What would the Lakers have to give up for him? I don't I don't think that exactly. it, I don't think it would take up take that much to get him. I just don't know if he's necessarily worth that. I mean, but the Lakers need more shooting. Yeah, but he's just he's also a kind of a defensive liability. I, I get I get what KCP you're saying. Well, I mean, That's true. he's a decent defender, but like he's not also if you're if you made this trade, mm-hmm. someone like Isaac, who can hypothetically defend multiple positions, also a nice guy to have. Yeah, I get that makes sense. And and the interesting thing with the magic though is they they also do have a they definitely have a trade to make with somebody. I'm not sure who it is. On yep. that roster, would you what would you do if you were the Magic with an Aaron Gordon getting paid what is it, eighty four million dollars now? I mean, yeah, but Aaron, Aaron Gordon's got potential, and I just yeah, they're, they're tough. They need a point guard, they need a shooting guard, they need a small Not forward, maybe even <laughs> small forward. I'm I'm sorry, Terrence yeah. Ross. I mean, he's uh, had a great year, but like it, it's 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 the, the Magic need to understand that going for the playoffs is ridiculous for them. It's ridiculous. This is insane. I know your franchise, I know your fan base is literally fiending for anything resembling hope. Like, I understand that. But it's just not logical. Like, trading Vucevic needs to be the Magic's number one priority. When you have someone like Bamba, who you drafted number five overall, I believe it was, looking yep. like, intently at your future. Because Bamba's not going to be ready until what? Like, he's 23, maybe? Bamba's not an immediate plug-and-play kind of guy. You need to really look in the future. Yeah, I mean, so but, but but Bamba Isaac is a insane. It, it, that that's got a lot of defensive potential. That's got in, that's in, insane right there. That's um, hypothetically that is insane. Yeah, and the Magic do have an underrated amount of trade chips on the roster with a Terrence Ross, with a Vucevic, with an Evan Fournier even, yep. who's movable, and someone like Jonathan Simmons as well, who's getting who's on a pretty decent contract. Yeah. It, 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 they they have a deal. They have deals to make, and it, it's definitely imperative of them to do that asap. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're we're gonna move on to our very last topic here, the surprise stat. We right. ended with this last time. I found a stat. I want to tell you. I I saw this earlier today, and I was shook. Okay. Who do you Let's think this year is leading the league in free throw percentage? Uh, let me think. Uh... I'll give you. I'll give you two guesses. Okay, give me. Give me a hint. Give me one hint. He's a guard. Fuck! I I kind of know this. There's some. Uh, I'm not carrying. All right, right. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. All right. All right. What is it? Malcolm Brogdon. Ooh. He's shooting ninety nine percent from the free throw line this year. God damn. He has missed one total free throw this year. Huh. 
For the entire season, Malcolm Brogdon has missed one total free throw. Damn. We're from Malcolm Brogdon real quick. Actually, I have one, I have one last thing to run by you, Will. Okay. I was very interested to open a Bleacher Report today during my history of journalism class. Of course. Um, <laughs> is there a better time to read sports? Stuff? Nah, yeah, my professor is actually a G. Like he's like a real he's like a real sports reporter. Like he did his, he used to be on like the sports reporters or like one of those like kind of shows That's way back cool. in the day. Anyway, um, Enos Cancer eh, of the Knicks and Zebo of the Kings are yep. reportedly. The, the, the Kings and the Knicks that. are discussing the terms of a swap. What do you think about this? I don't get it. I don't get it for either team. But the Kings, I don't... Like, Enos Cantor, in the hypotheticals, in the, in the most hypothetical of hypothetical yep. terms, yep. the Kings are a team that could use rebounding, could use some more low-post scoring, sure. Yeah. But I would not want... But the Kings should be... A team that's playing as fast play as fast pace as possible. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't know if it really fits this with either team in particular, yes. but not definitely I, I, not with I just, the Knicks timeline. What's that? Definitely not with the Knicks timeline. No, no, not at all, not at all. And and honestly, I'd rather have Cantor than Zebo. But Zebo is an interesting guy to think about uh, as the trade trade deadline approaches because I think he could actually really help a help a playoff team. I think he's as more of a buyout as... candidate than that, but yeah, well, that's actually yeah, that's what I meant. Actually, he, yeah. he, he he's gonna. I think that Zebo could really move the needle for even like a, even like a Rockets or imagine if just, just kind of out of nowhere, maybe the Warriors signed him. Just yeah, like, that. like I could see Zebo. He's really also just a solid solid veteran presence. He could be in the league for a long time if he chooses to like embrace kind of the Vince Carter role. Definitely, I think he will. I think he will. I think he will too. Zebo has changed he's, over he's, time. He's, he's come a long way from the uh, from the jailblazers. <laughs> like drinking at halftime <laughs> in locker rooms, and like I will it's say, Zebo returning to the Knicks would be pretty epic. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap it up there. We're gonna wrap it up there on that note. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, uh, please feel free to like, uh, subscribe, give us a five star rating. We really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at Trip Guapo. Um, <laughs> follow Will at Will underscore Robbins 21, I believe. Yep, yep, spot on. Um, uh, you already know. We'll be back very, very soon with more outstanding content as usual. You already know. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Let's do it.